Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat, Jr., Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello, and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat, Jr., and I would like to welcome you all to today's show. Did you know? Learn more about toxic materials and counterfeit products. We have two, three, four websites to share with you today, uh, www.hsf.us, everything you ever needed to know about hazardous substances. We also have the www.counterfeitavoidance.org, everything you wanted to know, needed to know, and were interested in knowing about counterfeit parts, what the military is doing, and what Gucci bag you shouldn't be buying today. All of this comes to you from a association, which is the ECC Corporation. It's the ECCCorp.org, and we're sponsored by www.bqpm.com, the organization that can help you put together the counterfeit avoidance hazardous substance process management systems you need to protect yourselves and your companies. Our show is divided into four segments. The first will address hazardous substances and everyday products that you buy and use. The second segment, we will address counterfeit material and how it affects life-critical products. Rather, Then we will talk about legal issues surrounding hazardous substance and counterfeit uh, mitigation. We will wrap up the show with the tips on how you can ensure your safety. On each segment, we will have the opportunity to speak with an expert on these topics with the goal being to provide knowledge that could ultimately save you, a friend, or a family member from something that could unknowingly harm you. To get us started with our show today, topic, Did You Know? Learn more about toxic materials and counterfeit products. I'd like to introduce my first guest, Mr. Dave Cluck. Dave is um, coming from us today from a company known as NSL Analytic Service, uh, Services. They're a test facility. Dave is the technical manager at NSL Analytical Services, where he manages the lab personnel. And I'm going to uh, bring Dave on at this time, and good morning, or good afternoon, Dave. Well... I seem to be missing my Dave. We will we will um, proceed then, and I would like to bring on my second guest, who is Valerie Finn. While we figure out where Dave went, we'll bring on Valerie Finn, who is the manage the director of brand protection for technical and industrial markets. Valerie is uh, involved in. OPSEC Security, which does hologram work and is very uh, 
well-informed on all things counterfeit relative to how you protect yourself. Valerie, are you with me today? I am with you, Stan. How are you doing? I am doing excellent. Well, first off, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Well, we certainly appreciate you taking time to visit with us today and, and help us understand what OPSEC does. Sure. Um, well, OPSEC Security has over 30 years' experience in fighting counterfeits. We are the only provider that offers programs and services across the entire spectrum of anti-counterfeiting and brand protection. These services range from on-product authentication, tracking and supply chain visibility, mobile consumer engagement and mobile authentication, online brand protection, as well as on-the-ground enforcement. Um, OPSEC Security works with the world's largest brands to prevent counterfeiting, protect brand reputation, diminish the loss of sales, which all result in safeguarding consumers from, you know, from accidentally purchasing substandard products. Outstanding. You know, as a youngster, I remember holograms. We used to have a lot of fun with them. It sounds like they've turned into something more than just a, a fun toy to have at home. Well, they have evolved over the years, obviously, with the sophistication of counterfeiters, um, you know, growing over the years. The technologies that have to be put in place to protect brand holders and their products, um, you know, they have to be just as sophisticated as the counterfeiters and even more so. Uh, very, very interesting. So uh, how, how do holograms help companies? What, what is it that a hologram, I mean... As I said, as a kid, I remember holograms, but using them for companies, what what is it that I'm looking for when we look at holograms in companies? You know that that's a really good question, and it's it's a lot. It's it's a question that I get asked quite frequently. So, I mean, first off, I think it's important for our audience to recognize that you know counterfeiters are unscrupulous and they're prolific. They are in this industry and they're in this just to make money, um, and because of that, counterfeiting is no longer restricted to just luxury items like handbags and shoes. I mean, we're talking about you know it's it's found uh, in pharmaceuticals, automotive products, aerospace parts, consumer electronics, as well as the electronical, uh, electrical components that go into those products. So virtually every industry is touched and no product is safe from this activity. Um, so the ways a holographic label can help brands, uh, it, it helps them in a multitude of ways. Quite simply, these al- labels allow... Um, allow the following four things. One, the it provides them the ability to distinguish real from fake. Secondly, it stops manufacturing overruns. Uh, thirdly, it secures the brand supply chain. And then lastly, it helps consumers authenticate if the product they've purchased is legitimate or a knockoff. Um, these labels can also make it easy for custom officials, brand agents, you know, various law enforcement agencies, and supply chain managers to identify legitimate goods quickly and, more importantly, definitively, uh, when and where the product was produced and the country and location where it was intended to be sold. You know, there, there are several websites out there that the audience can uh, refer to to learn more, um, but obviously a good starting point is, is my company's website. Uh, www.opsecsecurity.com. 
Very good. Sounds like they've become some pretty, uh, pretty interesting and pretty powerful labels. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, we're definitely seeing, you know, a shift in the space where, um, companies are, are, are trying to find ways to combat counterfeiting. As we all know, there is no magic bullet or silver bullet. If that was the case, we probably, you know, would not be sitting here having this conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's quite true. <laughs> but, it, but it's, it's a good starting point for brand holders to, to help, uh, combat the effects that counterfeiting is having on their brands. How, just, how, how can a consumer use what they're learning today from, from this discussion, from what you do, uh, and how do they take advantage of that? Well, um, you know, I do have, you know, we there are um, some kind of simple takeaway tips that I usually tell my clients and, and I've, I've even told my family as I've been in the space to kind of educate them about what they should and shouldn't be buying. Um, but, but first, I think it's important that the audience understands how big an issue counterfeiting has become and, and why we're discussing it. You know, um, counterfeit goods comprise between two to seven percent of all global trade and could reach, uh, one trillion in illicit sales in 2013. And then online sales of counterfeit goods alone could reach 87 billion in 2013. So with huge numbers like that, consumers need to be informed. They need to be careful, careful about what they've purchased and ensure that they're buying them from trusted sources. So if I'm a consumer, you know, when I'm looking to buy a physical product out in the store, some of the things that I need to keep in mind are, um, one, to be skeptical of anything that seems too enticing. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. You know, use the eyeball test. Some fake items, such as handbags or apparel, are easy to spot, but they should look for low-quality packaging, shoddy craftsmanship, um, the third tip is don't assume that just because it's authentic um, that it is. Many of us want to give the benefit of the doubt, but a good fake is still a fake. And then lastly, you should purchase from legitimate stores and retail outlets. If you're purchasing a coach bag or an iPhone on the street corner, chances are it's probably not real or it hasn't made its way through legitimate channels. And then... As I mentioned, you know, online retail, online purchases have grown huge because the, the internet provides a space of anonymity and global reach. So if you're looking to make an online purchase, um, four tips that you should keep in mind is research the website. If you're going to choose to shop from an unknown online shop, then look at the feedback that the previous buyers have left, um, and it should give you an idea if the, if the product is legitimate or not. You should also check the logo or screenshots. Um, we found that a common indicator of counterfeit goods is a misspelling or a distortion of a label or a logo. Uh, third, you should research the product before purchasing. If you're purchasing luxury goods such as a, a watch or jewelry, know the features and designs so that way when you can you see it online, you know whether or not it's genuine. And then lastly, um, is this online uh, legitimate 
is, is this model legitimate? So a lot of consumer electronic brands have an extensive list of models, and counterfeiters may attempt to pass off a non-existing model. So go to the manufacturer's website and, and see if it's listed in the catalog or their website. Um, if that particular model number is not listed, most, most often it's a sure sign that it's a fake. So hopefully, you know, with those tips, your consumers can be a little more informed. That is tremendous value. Uh, certainly have gone down these paths before myself, and you're absolutely right. If it's on the street corner, chances are that uh, you should be weary of it. And by all means, what we do know is that when it's online, and this is a multi-billion dollar problem for the U.S. government right now in the military, and I'm sure that you're, you're heavily involved in that area, We're very close to a break here, but I want to remind people that OPSEC.com is how you can get a hold of Valerie if you want more tips or tricks on how to use those holograms. And Valerie, before we uh, go to break here, is any last thoughts for our listening audience? Um, you know, just be just be a, a, a wise shopper. Be careful. Keep your eyes open. And uh, just one clarification, Stan, it's OPSECsecurity.com. Oh, that was well done. I made sure that you got it in there twice today, but the <laughs> second time properly. It wasn't a counterfeit. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you, Stan. Okay, Valerie. We do definitely appreciate your coming on and talking with us today. We thank you for sharing the knowledge with us. And I remind folks that uh, OPSECsecurity.com, BQPM.com, and we're all brought to you over the live Voice America radio stations, which allow us to share this information with you, uh, something that um, we're finding to be very valuable to our, our listening audience. I do hear that we've got Dave back. Um, I'm not sure if it was counterfeit phone line or possibly a... Uh, a hazardous substance that was in his phone system. But when we do come back from the break, we'll be talking with uh, Dave Cluck, and we'll be talking about the hazardous substances that he finds in products uh, when he's doing that testing and the services that he provides to his customers. Um, while I still have a second or two, just to make sure, Dave, are you there? Stan? Yes. Ah, there you are. Okay, we're, we're, we want to make sure you're there, Dave. We're going to be going off for a break here in just a, just a few seconds, but, uh, I wanted to make sure I had you so that the folks will know you'll be with us when we get back. Not a problem. I'll be right here. And you're safe? You're not counterfeited, right? No, no, this is the real McCoy. This is the real McCoy, and there's no hazardous substance sitting around you so that we don't have to worry about that. No, not this time. Oh, excellent. Very, very good. All right. This again, okay, stand by, we'll be right back with you. This is Stan Salat, your host of People to People. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time, the number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at eccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at eccorp.org. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back. This is Stan Salat, People to People, your host today. I'd like to uh, bring you up to speed. We we did find David. Uh, Dave is back with us, and he's now going to share some of his insights. Dave is the technical manager at NSL Analytic Services, a company that does testing for various things. And rather than me trying to explain all, I'm going to have Dave tell us a little bit about what a- NSL Analytic Services do and how you might find them. Chemical analysis, metallurgical analysis for a broad base of uh, industrial customers and occasionally some consumers. Um, our analytical range runs the full gamut of uh, elemental to compound analysis, and we've been in the business over 60 years, so we've got a depth of experience here. Um, and, and again, our products that we do range anywhere from aerospace, nuclear parts, electronics, all the way to toys. So we've got a wide variety of products that we analyze and, uh, and, and help the industries that uh, send us their analysis. Very good. I understand you manage the lab personnel. Um, I, I suspect this is a highly technical environment that you work in. Oh, yeah. We, we have the, the chemists we have here uh, are degreed chemists. We have technicians. Uh, roughly around uh, 30 chemists, and the entire company is around 65 people. So we're starting to diversify, uh, getting into polymers and, uh, like I say, different variety of products to, to analyze. And our services are, are required for a lot of companies that need third-party verification if their parts fail. Uh, in this case, with the regulatory compliance to see that their their product is actually complying and that there's no hazardous substances in there, um, we've got 
the Ross uh, directive. We have uh, CPSC um, for lead phthalates in children's toys and products. Uh, we also have Proposition 65. So the regulatory arena is starting to really fill up, and uh, we've been doing a lot of work for a lot of companies to, to verify that their product is safe. Excellent. Um, I'm going to back you up just a little bit because some of some of our listeners might not know what a ROS is. Um, as well, they might not quite remember what a CPSC is uh, and or the last one, which now I'm forgetting. Okay. Well, I, I, I apologize for the acronym. <laughs> no, that's all right. It's, it's part of the business. But uh, if, you, if you look at CPSC, it's Consumer Product Safety Act, um, which was initiated to um, initially for lead and phthalates in toys and uh, products for children. And this was uh, started, I think, back in 2007 or 2008. Uh, mm-hmm. The regulation goes back quite a while. Um, but, again, once these are initiated by the government, um, we perform the testing for uh, a, lot, a large variety of customers that had toys and products, everything from cribs to, you know, uh, pacifiers, uh, children's toys of a, a, a lot of varieties. When we talk about uh, Ross, it's the electronics industry, uh, restrictive uh, hazardous substances that are banned by the European Union. And uh, when customers that have products that are electronic products ship to the uh, European Union, they need to have these products tested to make sure that they're compliant and they don't contain lead, cadmium, hexavalent chrome, flame retardant. So there's there's a, a list of, of uh, hazardous substances that we test for that provide the information to our customers to, to make sure it's safe and they can ship. That's, that's excellent. Uh, excellent knowledge for our listeners because I've been involved in this industry for quite some time, the hazardous substance management and the counterfeit avoidance. And I do know that in the European Union, the ROHAS or the Restriction of Hazardous Substance uh, regulations, when they came into effect, the, the hope was that it would actually address a lot of the landfill issues by segregating out and making landfill thing, things that go into landfill less toxic. But even today, after some six to twelve, six to eight years of working on this, I know that they're still having difficulty getting levels down to what the uh, requirements are. Um, yeah. I, I, I take from your comments that these are extremely important things that your customers uh, need to address or, or look for uh, on a regular basis. So is it something you only test for once, or is it something that they come back and verify as, as they're doing production or new products only? Yeah, well, they, once they have a, a product, They'll have it tested if, let's say, there's a change in, let's say, the production where they added a different lot from a different manufacturer of, a, let's say, a type of material. They usually want to have it tested to make ensure that that is, is fine. Um, I, what we've seen is with a lot of materials coming from overseas, um, they want to make sure that they can maintain, you know, the, the quality requirements, but also that it is free uh, because a lot of times they don't have a lot of direct control on uh, some of the uh, pieces that are coming in. So it's it's a good check. We do get uh, different products 
they may come back and test another similar product, but uh, again, it was maybe manufactured somewhere else or was put together somewhere else with different products. So it's it's been an ongoing and, and actually a, a large upswing in this because uh, not only is the European Union requiring this, but a lot of different countries uh, overseas in Asia and Europe and Australia have also adopted this regulation. So it goes well beyond us. And even within the United States, there's a number of states that are starting to demand that, they're, that they be Ross compliant. Yes, I am familiar with that. In fact, that's what Prop 65 is uh tending toward isn't that the uh, lead or the is that just hazardous substance or is that the uh, chlorine phthalate now the proposition 65 has quite a variety of in fact there's several hundred compounds that are listed oh. uh, and, and and again the phthalates the lead the flame retardants they're all in, incorporated in that regulation but um california has a, a larger uh, view of you know, hazardous materials, and uh, a lot of times we do testing because, uh, you know, customers are concerned, or I shouldn't say customers, our customers, which is usually industry, about shipping in and having the liability of uh, having some of these substances in there. So um, it's, it's a broader scope, and then there's even uh, the REACH program, which is started in Europe as well, which is a uh, again, hazardous substances that are being shipped into Europe, and uh, a lot of manufacturers want to find out if they, their material is going to comply or not. Right. Very, very good. I, I will uh, talk a little bit more about these things from a uh, subject matter point of view for our audience in the last segment of today. But, uh, Dave, what you're pointing out is something I've spent, uh, well, easily the last 10 years working on specifically and being from California myself, I am familiar with the California's basically leading the U.S. in putting these kinds of regulations in place. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and the industry itself, you know, when they're hit with regulations like this, if you look at the electronics industry, um, you know, they, they were always using lead solder. Right. Um, that became prohibited in, in certain uh, materials and uh, products. And when you look at even circuit boards, I mean, they were, they're using flame retardants to, for the safety factor of when they overheat that they don't catch fire. Well, the, right. a lot of the issues is, you know, how do they get around this regulation? I shouldn't say get around it. What can they switch to that is not on the list and is not hazardous? And it's, it's a challenge, I know, for a lot of, our customers finding the right material, the right compounds. Uh, we talk about hexavalent chrome. Uh, a lot of this is used as a corrosion-resistant uh, coating, and it right. works very effectively, but now it's but, a hazardous material. Right. Uh, Dave, I really want to thank you. We're not quite uh, at a point where we need to break, so maybe you can give uh, our listeners a an, uh URL or a website that uh, they can contact NSL Analytics at? Yeah, NSL, NSL has a the website in, in NSLanalytical.com. Uh, if you can check there, you can Google us. Uh, we have a website that's very interactive. Um, you can view what we, we currently do and what, what kind of analysis we can perform. 
uh, and how we might be able to help you out. So, uh, and we have a sales staff uh, and a technical, a large technical group here that is here to help our customers solve their problem, give them the information they need to make good decisions uh, on whether their product is working properly. If it's uh, even if it's a failure analysis, you know they can identify. We can identify for them what the problem is. So, okay. Um, very, very good. Well, I really, really do appreciate you, uh, you coming back into us. I'm glad it wasn't counterfeit or hazardous substance that kept you away for a few minutes there. Um, if you're able to hang on, we'll talk a little bit more as we go through the rest of the show. If you're not, uh, I again, thank you very much, and I'll turn it back over to our engineer now. Well, thank you, Stan, for being on your show. making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at ecccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at ecccorp.org. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back. This is Stan Salat, Jr., your host, People to People, working for your safety. Uh, my next guest, as you might expect, legal ramifications to hazardous substance and counterfeit are, are obviously there, and our show wouldn't be whole without having experts from the legal uh, industry helping us to understand and make sense out of all this. Matthew Schindel is our next guest. My next guest um, and Matthew works for Goldberg and Sagala, a law firm, I believe, based, uh, headquartered in New York. Uh, Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you, Stan. Good afternoon. Appreciate the opportunity to be on the show. Well, we certainly appreciate you taking the time. 
and uh, helping us out here as, as we go through some of these difficult times of counterfeit and hazardous substances. If you would, could you uh, give us a bit of an idea of what uh, areas of law that Goldberg and Sagala specialize in, and, and in which areas do you specialize specifically? Sure. Goldberg Sagala consists of approximately 200 attorneys throughout the northeastern United States and London. Um, we offer viable counsel and litigation experience in a wide uh, range of areas focused on unique needs of today's industries as well as uh, particular legal disciplines. Um, some of the practice groups within our firm, um, they vary from aviation litigation to construction litigation to just general liability cases, professional liability involving lawyers and doctors. Um, and the groups that I'm involved in uh, is a product liability group and the risk avoidance group. And what I do in the product liability group is represent manufacturers uh, and suppliers of consumer goods and industrial products uh, in civil litigation cases uh, where it's alleged that the product they made or sold was defective, uh, and then and then this defective product uh, caused some personal injuries. Now, with regard to the risk avoidance group, um, while we understand that avoiding a lawsuit is more important than winning one, um, we understand that our clients want to avoid being in a lawsuit altogether. So therefore, uh, we often help our clients with uh, risk avoidance issues, including uh, minimizing and managing risks associated with designing, manufacturing, uh, and selling products. Very good. Be be a little bit on the light light side here. I guess some of the reality TV we see about law and, and lawyers isn't quite the same as you experience. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I don't. I don't think so. I, I, I like to think that um, what I do provides a valuable service uh, to uh, businesses in, throughout the United States. So I, I don't think so. Yeah, well, we we certainly know that you are doing that, and uh, I'm familiar with your involvement in this uh, to some degree and the work that you're doing to help share the knowledge. Uh, from a legal perspective, how you know we've hear, we're hearing a lot about this counterfeit issue, particularly, and from a legal perspective, how significant is this really? Uh, are we being scared, or or is there reality behind this problem? No, I think this problem is extremely significant. Um, I, I think the reason why I thought it was so important to be on this show, because I know everyone has a broad awareness um, of the challenges associated with the distribution of counterfeit parts, but few companies or individuals really take the time to assess the business risks related to uh, this problem and they don't really formulate adequate mitigation, detection, or authentication programs. Um, I, I really began to learn about how serious this problem was after I, I read about the uh, United States uh, Committee on Armed Services hearing uh, back in November 2011. Um, at that hearing, experts estimated that as much as 15% of all uh, spare replacement parts purchased by the, the Pentagon are counterfeit. And uh, the dangers associated with counterfeit parts are not just limited to the defense supply chain. Uh, in 2010, the Government Accountability Office published a report that states United States businesses lose $200 billion to $250 billion annually due to counterfeiting. And the Motor and Equipment Manufacturers Association estimates that the United States automated parts industry has lost $3 billion uh, in sales and counterfeit parts. So the reason why this is significant is because uh, every state in the United States has some version of what's known as strict liability. 
And this law applies to everyone in the supply chain, whether you made a particular product or whether you sold it. It, it doesn't matter where you are in the supply chain. What's important to remember is that if you sold or made a particular product and someone got hurt from it, it's defective and they got hurt by it, you're on the hook. Um, so that's that's extremely uh, significant. And the rationale right. behind this law, I'm sorry, go ahead, Stan. No, no, go ahead. I I want to jump in and keep saying things, but what you're saying is is so important. I'm I'm keeping I'm trying to keep my mouth shut. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to add that the rationale behind this is that the the risk of loss for injury from a defective product should be borne by the supplier because they're in a position to absorb the loss by distributing it as a cost of doing business. Uh-huh. So that just goes back to what I was saying. It's it's so important that that, that companies have uh, uh, procedures in place to, to avoid the risk of distributing counterfeit parts. It is, um, and for so many, so many different reasons. Uh, you mentioned the military, and while we think about the missiles, and in fact our opening promo talks about missiles and airplanes, um, I've also heard that the counterfeit can find its way into the dispensaries where they have medical devices. Um, and and a device failure in a place where one of our soldiers, one of our People, family, uh, sisters, brothers needs that medical attention, and to have a device fail because of a counterfeit part would be just unthinkable at this time. Right. Well, speaking about the the military, um, Congress enacted a law back in 2012 titled the National Defense Authorization Act, and Section 818 of this law was enacted to to fight product piracy, and it covers all Department of Defense contractors who supply electronic parts or products. Um, and what's important about this is that it establishes inspection, testing, detection, authentication, and reporting requirements for Department of Defense contractors. So like I was saying about the strict liability law under this act, anyone involved in the supply chain involving, like you just mentioned, airplanes and things like that involved in the military can be on the hook for distributing counterfeit parts. And when I say they're on the hook, they can be hit with harsh penalties that are in the millions of dollars, and then they can go to jail. So um, that's something important for uh, anyone involved in, uh, in the supply chain uh, in the defense industry to realize. Um, and also, this, these standards aren't just limited to, to people in the military supply chain. Uh, SA International, uh, which is the uh, Global Standards Association uh, involved in the aerospace, automotive, and commercial vehicle industries, uh, has been implementing new standards to prevent uh, the dangers we've been we've been talking about. Uh, one of the standards, which is uh, which is significant, is AS6081, which was issued in November of 2012 and was recently adopted by the Department of Defense, which indicates that it's uh, it's like a good housekeeping seal of approval for uh, distributors to have. For instance, like secure components in in, uh, in the Philadelphia area, they were one of the first companies in the United States to uh, get this standard. So everyone should think of that company as someone who's who has a good housekeeping sale uh, of approval. So this standard requires organizations involved with the purchase, acceptance, and distribution of such parts to have certain quality management system systems in place uh, to communicate and document contract provisions that establish purchasing controls, uh, retrain and retain appropriate records for supplying supply chain traceability. This just goes back to what I was mentioning earlier, that um, the best way to avoid liability is to have these risk avoidance uh, standards in place to, to do everything you can in your power to, to ensure that counterfeit parts aren't sent into the uh, supply chain. 
Yes, that that is absolutely critical. Another aspect of this, and I know we didn't talk about it uh, earlier, but just just a um, curious question. (laughs) If I buy and sell over the Internet, if I'm buying parts from somebody and selling, can I avoid these risks or can I claim, if you will, that uh, I just didn't know and that that will get me off the hook or is is internet buying and selling just as um, liable as if I'm really bringing parts in and handing parts over to somebody? Well, the, the best answer to your question really, it depends. If you're a company that's based out of China, for instance, I guess you can hire a lawyer in China to go after them. Um, but from from a legal perspective in the United States, the way it would work is um, that person may be on the hook if the person who got hurt can establish what's known as uh, personal jurisdiction within one of the states, the United States. So what they'll have to do is do some digging and find out whether uh, that company has some kind of minimum contacts within a particular state uh, in the United States. So it has to be more than just saying, oh, they, they sold some stuff on the Internet. Uh, we have to establish that the defendant purposely avails himself of the privilege of conducting activities within the, within a farm state. So the person who got hurt is going to have to find out whether that, that company did more than just sell stuff there. They have to establish that they maybe um, did some advertising within that particular state. Uh, they visited that state for, for business. Um, maybe they have a, a separate business there where they sell something. Um, so it's really something that has to be assessed on a, on a case-by-case basis. So, so right. the short answer to your question is you can't just sue someone because they sold your stuff on the Internet. You, you, have to, you have to figure out whether they have some kind of contact within a particular state to bring suit against them. All right. So it is complicated. complicated. Uh, it's certainly complicated. And uh, the worst part of all of it is that the complication is made worse by the fact that it is dangerous. It actually is life-critical products that wind up hurting people that – Counterfeit has really caused the government, the U.S. particularly, to to start enacting some some regulations and rules about. Right, I I agree. That's why it's so important that that uh, people understand uh, what they can or should do to to mitigate the risks associated with selling these parts. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and mitigation is, uh, it sounds like, is one of the proponents or the, the large proponent of uh, what Goldberg and Sagala is uh, helping their clients do, uh, work on mitigation yeah. first and defense second. Yeah, exactly. Like I mentioned oh, yeah. before, we're happy to defend anyone in a lawsuit, but we, but we would rather do everything we can to prevent them from even being involved in a lawsuit in the first place. All right. Uh, for the listening audience, uh, if you're interested in hearing some of the work that was done by the uh, Armed Forces Committee, uh, on our website, uh, counterfeitavoidance.org, there's a video up there. In fact, there's four videos up there that talk about counterfeit avoidance and what has been going on in the U.S. So we we encourage you to take a look at that, uh, listen to some of it. You'll hear the types of things that um, Matt has been talking about and the regulations that folks up in Washington, D.C. have been considering and or putting in place. 
Uh, Matt, before I before I let you go, uh, looking at uh, how to get in touch with you, uh, is it just sure. get on, pick up a phone and holler, Matt, or do we have something <laughs> else here? <laughs> well, you can go on my website at www.goldbergsegala.com. First of all, just to see what my firm does, and also you can email me at mshindel at goldbergsegala.com. Very good. Well, I've invited Matt to come back on a number of shows. Uh, Matt has a wealth of knowledge and is willing to uh, to share some of that with us as he can. Obviously, it's it depends, as Matt said, uh, many of the answers start with "it depends," and we don't want to uh, we don't want to violate that one. I I had a professor in in college that told me that the best answer for most everything you're going to ask me this semester is it depends. <laughs> I'm sure you heard that a few times as well, Matt. Yeah, unfortunately, um, everything depends. I don't think I would really uh, ha- have a job if, if things weren't. It depends. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, we're going to uh, we're going to look at taking a, a break here in a minute. As the um, you've been listening to People to People with Stanley Salat. We'll be we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back after the coming break. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191, bqpm.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. This is People to People, working for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to stan.salat at ecccorp.org. Again, that's stan.salat, S-A-L-O-T, at ecccorp.org. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm Stan Salat, Jr. I'm your host. And we have just been talking with three subject matter experts in uh, counterfeit and counterfeit avoidance hazardous substances, how they're tested, 
and the legal ramifications associated with the things we're talking about. Valerie Finn from uh, OPSEC Security shared with us the things that OPSEC Security is doing for uh, with logo uh, with uh, holograms rather to protect uh, industry brands. I'd like to thank Valerie again. I think she's still with us. Yep, I'm here. Thank you very much, Dan. You're quite welcome. And we had David Cluck from NSL Analytics. Uh, David shared with us some information on testing, the restriction of hazardous substance requirements, the uh, waste electrical electronic, Prop 65, the REACH program. These are things coming out of the European Union on their onset, if you will, and then were adopted by countries around the world. Thank you, Dave. Well, you're welcome, Stan. And we just finished up talking with Matt Schindel from Goldberg and Sagala, um, our favorite law firm uh, specializing in helping companies mitigate or uh, work to prevent the, the issues associated with counterfeit, but also when that doesn't quite work, uh, they're there to help them defend or litigate as necessary. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. I want to take a few minutes and talk about the show and, and why we're doing this and the importance of what we're doing for consumers. Uh, and I, I consider consumers to be both industry, industrial or industry consumers, the buyers that buy components and products for their manufacturing firms or their distribution firms, as well as uh, those of us that go out and buy products that we use at home. When you stop and think of what's happening in the world today, we truly are going, we not going, we are in fact an international uh, community. Uh, we're a global community. Things that are built today are built uh, around the world. Some things actually travel from country to country. They become parts that get assembled, and at the end of the day, they're, they might see multiple countries before they're finally assembled in the finished product. Uh, for instance, one of those happens to be a, uh, a Boeing airplane, which is made from parts derived from all over the world. We also face the reality that regulations in the U.S. and the United States, uh, we, we've advanced our own regulations as well as has the European Union advanced its regulations and controls. But that's not true in every country. One of the things I've learned traveling around the world is that you can actually go to a country and buy leaded paint today. Uh, it's not regulated or it's not restricted in such a way that it's, it's not available. Here in the States, leaded paint is highly controlled. It's one of those products that we determined was a hazardous substance. Uh, you know, when you stop and think of your son or daughter or uh, loved ones as they were growing up as toddlers, the uh, the natural thing was put it in my mouth. I'm a toddler and I want to chew it. I want to first deal with the fact that my gums hurt because I'm cutting teeth or it's just neat I'm going to chew on it. And we learned the difficulties that come from that. 
uh, our doctors and medical industry worked hard and long to help us understand how that's a problem. So we did, in fact, regulate those things. As Dave pointed out, uh, flammable uh, flame retardants actually are used in a lot of products. Uh, these flame retardants, some of them can be hazardous substances as well. And when they're used in the U.S., there's a lot of regulation, again, that prevent the, the highly toxic flame retardants from being used in everyday products. Whereas when you travel around the world, you'll again find countries that still have those. And unfortunately, because they're not as tightly regulated, they can find their way into products that you and I might buy at the local store um, should it find its way to us. As the introduction of the show says, there are over 140 million products produced worldwide. And the ability to find those products, test those products, and mitigate the hazardous substances or the counterfeit parts used in them is substantial work. That's what the Hazardous Substance Free Mark Alliance um, is working very diligently on. Uh, test laboratories that do this type of testing, test for the manufacturers, and we're working on programs to actually proactively test products that we receive here in the U.S. and our member affiliate countries that are involved with the hazardous substance free mark also would be testing in their countries to ensure that we're reducing those hazardous substances. We don't want to be transferring the hazardous substances, particularly to our young uh, and or our parents and grandparents as we help them eat or we do other things that could possibly transfer hazardous substance into them. Counterfeit, uh, I can remember the days when it was a lot of fun to go get a Rolex watch for $10. It looked like a Rolex watch. It would last for about a week or two, maybe three, um, and it was something you could do easily. And then we came up with the waste uh, recycling programs, and we started taking everything we made electrical, electronic, and putting it into boxes, and then trying to figure out what to do with these megatons, megametric tons of material. Out of this comes the requirements, according to the European Union and others, that we reuse, uh, reclaim, and recycle. Uh, materials that can be recycled and by doing that you wind up with a lot of used parts that in some countries become new products that then get sold back into the supply chain. All very difficult things to manage. That's why we're here. We want to share this information with you. Our websites, the uh, hazardous substance free uh, Mark Alliance website, hsf.us, our counterfeitavoidance.org, our Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance is intended to remove products that we do find as uh, counterfeit and get them out of supply chain, quarantine them. We're working with officials around the world uh, to put these tools in place to help protect all of us uh, around the world. People to people, 
working together for your safety is, in fact, your voice. And we encourage you to send us emails, to send us uh, using social media tools that we have in place. Send us your thoughts. Send us your concerns. Send us your questions. Uh, let's get them on the air. Let's talk about them. Let me find the right subject matter experts to answer those questions for you. Let's, uh, working together, we can actually address this issue. We can bring about change that otherwise will just continue to be a problem and not really do what we're trying to do. I thank you very much for spending uh, this time with me. Again, and people to people, working together for your safety. We're brought to you on Voice America, the Variety Channel, and each week we have guest speakers to, to help you understand the hazards and the safety aspects of uh, counterfeit and hazardous substance products and what you can do to ensure your family safety, your friends, your loved ones, and those uh, important to all of us. This is your host, Stan Salat, Jr. I look forward to talking with you again next week. Take care, be safe, and try not to buy any counterfeit products. Thank you for listening. Please join host Stan Salat, Jr. for next week's edition of People to People, Working for Your Safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 